1: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel, your host, and this is episode 251. I am bringing you an amazing guest today. I can't wait to learn more about his work. His name is Jussan Bradshaw, and uh, he is the CEO of Energy Ogre, an electricity management company that uses proprietary systems to ensure its customers are always getting the best prices on their energy electricity. Energy Ogre has helped over one hundred thousand te- Texans save up to forty percent on their electricity bills. Over a hundred and fifty million since its founding. Jessen hopes to bring attention to Texas's deregulated electricity industry by discussing topics such as renewable energy, future technologies, and consumer services. Welcome, Jessen. Thanks for having me, Kirsten. Yeah, thanks for coming aboard. And I'm re- like I said, I'm really looking forward to learning more uh, about the work that you do and how you might be able to help others uh, beyond Texas. So tell me a little bit more about the work that you do and the impact that you're making.
0: Well, you know, i First of all, i was super appreciative for being able to you know sit and speak with folks like yourself, and 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 obviously the the broad base uh, listenership that uh, that that folks in this in this space have. I love this long form uh, format, and what it allows us to really do is to dig in a little bit deeper on on some of the 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 things that are happening in the energy space, electricity specifically. There are definitely some parts of this that are unique to Texas, the way Texas is set up. But what we're seeing is that, you know, across the board, whether it's a push for green energy or uh, sort of Um, a broader base understanding of, you know, um, climatological impacts or folks concerns about how they're impacting things, the consciousness that we see across the board from the consumer base is increasing around energy and energy consumption. So um, I love these kinds of formats and being able to talk to folks like yourselves because there's a lot of misinformation um, and a lot of people really have a a sincere interest in doing well, uh, but they may not be able to sort of put the parts and pieces together correctly and, and our goal here is to not uh, make sure that folks don't get taken advantage of uh, as they're looking, um, you know, to, to to figure out what they should be doing. And so, that's a real core part of where we came from uh, in the Texas space, where you know specifically we help uh, folks here in the. Uh, competitive market, really assess different uh, supply options that are available to them. And we make selections for our customers based upon the way they specifically use uh, their own electricity in their house. And it makes a big difference in terms of which provider and which plan is really optimized for them. Um, and that that's kind of what we've been doing since we got started.
1: Right. You know, and I'm feel like I just have to ask, is this, so of course, Texas was in the news a lot with the grid and all the challenges that happened with, um, you know, people not having access to electricity for a period of time last year you know, winter Everywhere. into spring. Okay, I couldn't remember exactly when it was, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's very top of mind for you. Um, are you involved in any way, shape or form with anything related to that, those challenges?
0: Well, I mean, every single one of our customers is is interconnected to this system. And so it had an effect on everybody here uh, within the, the state that's part of the state system. So there's parts of the state that are not um, part of the Texas system, but the folks, it's the vast majority of the population Centers. It's the Greater Houston, Greater Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Corpus Christi. So it was the bulk of the of the Texas population dealt with uh, the effects of what happened in February of last year, one in one form or another. So yeah, absolutely.
1: No. Uh, so what I'm understanding is you help people take a look at uh, different options for receiving their. Their electricity to their homes. Do you also work in the commercial space as well?
0: We do. We do. Our, our primary focus is to help homeowners and the individuals in making these assessments on their, you know, usage in their homes. Because there's so many other resources that are available for businesses, and usually those resources are not quite as focused on on trying to help individual homeowners. And so that's what where we started. And we we absolutely assist commercial customers. Um, but it's it's not a primary focus. Our, our, our goal is to help the residential customers uh, wherever we can.
1: And how would someone know if they're outside of the state of Texas, whether or not they have competitors do how they're receiving their electricity, what, where would they look for that information and, you know, start doing a deeper dive the work that you're doing for people in Texas? How can they kind of see if there might be an opportunity for them to save money as well?
0: That's a great question. So in Texas, generally speaking, um, you know, we have a little bit of a patchwork where there's parts of the state that are open to competition. There's other parts of the state that are not open to competition. And that's a, that's a particularly challenging issue that we've seen over the course of the last few years because we've had so many people moving to texas from other places and other parts of the country and you know some parts they they're familiar with uh retail competition like there's been some form of retail competition in the state of new york for some time so that's not a completely foreign concept but if we have folks who are moving here from california they're not used to those types of things so it's definitely a, a challenge so there are a number of resources that are available Uh, We have some resources that are available on our website um, in a savings calculator where um, we we can pretty much look up by zip code. Some, some zip codes have areas that are open and some areas that are not open, but generally speaking, we can help folks, uh, you know, hone in on, on, you know, if they're not sure as to whether or not that, you know, they're eligible for uh, competitive offers.
1: Okay. And how long have you been doing this work?
0: Um, As energy, I've, I've been involved with the with the electricity space since the mid nineties. So I'm kind of uh, a dinosaur in this space, I suppose, but uh, energy Ogre, we got started in 2013. So uh, the market here has been open to retail competition since January 1st of 2002. Um, And I've done a number of other things in this space here, but no one had ever really cross this bridge, um, no one had ever fully aligned themselves with the consumer, with the residential consumer, uh, to provide this kind of assistance. And one, it was because it was a hard problem, but two, it, it, uh, it was, it was challenging. We had to wait for some emergent technologies to, to get to a point where they are ripened enough that we could roll this out on a cost-effective basis for folks.
1: And, you know, I want to ask you what has motivated you to, uh, to make this unique impact in the world. I know anyone who's listening right now, uh, thinking about energy and electricity, of course, we start thinking about climate change. Um, we start thinking about, uh, you know, effectively receiving, uh, our electricity. I know where we live. Almost everybody has generators because, uh, definitely there is an, a tendency for, uh, electricity to go out at times, but so, uh, so what has been your personal experience or the experience of others, you know, that that has really motivated you?
0: Well, for me, I started my career early um, super fortunate to have been very much in the right place at the right time. Uh, when when the whole market was really starting to undergo liberalization. Um, deregulating at the wholesale level, the federal level, which really began in earnest in the mid-90s. And so uh, I've been able to see these things along the way. And, you know, early in my career as I'm trading commodities, kind of like you would expect to see, you know, the, I think everyone's notion of someone maybe like on Wall Street or whatever, the, you know, the trading pits and those types of things. Uh, we, we did do quite a bit of that in, in our way in the energy world and, you know, natural gas and electricity markets and, you know, we, we did well for the, you know, personally, I was fortunate to have some good mentors and I was able to, to do some neat things. But really, when you make a bunch of money for a large organization, there's, I would sometimes go home wondering, okay, well, what, what positive thing did I do in the world? I mean, it was great. We sort of definitely made shareholders money and we definitely made enough to employ people and all those different kinds of things. But um, it wasn't quite as... Uh, massively satisfying, and uh, I left that company. We formed another company. I formed another company with a gentleman that I worked with, and that was uh, a ton of fun with us starting out um, on our own and and beginning a business. And that was one where uh, you know it was us and it was uh, us at risk and us funding it. And um, I really took a lot of pleasure in us creating jobs out of nowhere. I mean, it was one of the, the, the best parts and the most uh, enjoyable parts of having built that businesses. You know, I think at one point we created over 160 jobs and we tried to make these, you know, well-paying jobs and, and spent a lot of time mentoring folks and trying to get them, you know, to have an increase in their professional power, uh, as they went on. And I really, really enjoyed that quite a bit. And, uh, we sold that business to, uh, to another company. And uh, when I was thinking about, well, you know, no one's really, uh, you know, everyone's kind of looking, even a broker, like in a traditional sense, a broker be, you know, someone that puts together a willing buyer and a willing seller. But, you know, historically, a broker has a profit motivation, you know, they have a self-interest in the terms of that transaction. So we started thinking about like, no one had ever really fully aligned themselves with the consumer. So it's, A lot of times when a consumer, they're trying to make an assessment as to who, there may be hundreds of different rate plans that are available and, you know, 10, 15, 20 different providers. So I think a lot of, Consumers here got overwhelmed, and you know, it was the tragedy of too many options and a little bit of analysis paralysis. And so, what we we thought was, well, is there an opportunity for us to step in and simplify this process for consumers by just becoming a fiduciary for them, by becoming their agent? And uh, you know, it's kind of like you in a lot of other parts of life when we, you know, our time is more valuable, or there's other things that. Um, we don't really want to waste the, the the time coming up to speed or learning about, we outsource um, the, the execution to other experts. And so we thought, well, why can't we do this for, for consumers as well? And I think they'd be shocked at, at what the value of that is for them. And, and so that's, one of the most amazing and, and awesome parts of being able to do this with Energy Yogurt is to is to really save a lot of folks a tremendous amount of money. Where that's the most impactful is the most obvious to me is, you know, a lot of uh, we have, you know, a large portion of our customer base are going to be folks that maybe are on fixed income or, you know, more elderly or just don't understand Some of the way the the changes have happened and they're used to there being, you know, back before 2002, where there was like one utility and they get nervous about, you know, who's reliable and who's not reliable because they don't understand how it all works. So in a number of folks that we've been able to really put more disposable income back in their pockets, and it's especially important for folks that are on fixed income, it's important for folks that are saving for their kids you know, college education or whatever have you. So an extra thousand here uh, a year or two thousand, three thousand, whatever the case may be, 500, it all adds up over time. And it's just a pretty neat feeling for all of us when, you know, we're really being able to push our business forward, but at the same time being of service to, uh, to so many of our fellow Texans.
1: That's great. Uh, so and it's funny, you're kind of leading into my next question. However, I want to pause and ask. Um, so from a business perspective, as you're working on this impact in the in the world, um, how does your organization get paid? Is it from the energy side or the consumer side?
0: No, we wanted to be a hundred percent transparent and be fully aligned. So our, our customers pay us a subscription, a monthly subscription. It's like, We always thought about it, well, buy us a hamburger a month, you know, it's uh, $10 a month, and we handle that. So we don't receive any compensation from any providers or bonuses or placement fees or anything like that. We are 100% aligned with the consumer, and it makes things a lot easier that way. So they pay us. Uh, we're their agent. We have a fiduciary responsibility and we're going to manage their houses like how we manage our own.
1: So you are continuing, it sounds like, to analyze their usage and their the cost and all of that. And uh, are you sometimes switching them often to different providers?
0: We are. So uh, one of the nice things about the way the the legislation was written here in Texas. Is you know there have been some tweaks over the years, but the the, the original uh, competitive law, Senate Bill Seven, is just extremely consumer friendly. And so there's a there's significant and, and very powerful consumer protections that are built into the statute. And so one of those is that uh, virtually every one of these plans that's offered is there is a an ability to break your contract early and pay a fixed uh, termination charge. So that sets a benchmark for us to look at, okay, where, where are you today? What is the cost to leave this contract? And what's the math look like in terms of maybe uh, better competitive rates that might come onto the market? So it's very market-oriented, uh, making sure that, that folks are, are staying in that bottom deck aisle or the bottom quartile from a cost perspective, which is what we're focused on. Also, uh, we've had an almost complete deployment of smart meters, uh, at least in the competitive areas of Texas, and so that allows us to keep track and, and continuously look at how folks' usage is changing over time. And is that is there you know let's just say uh, something happened where you know somebody's you know parents came to live with them, or um, they had uh, a couple of their children they thought were going to be in college, but they were back home, or. If you're working from the house now, uh, uh, working remote as opposed to going into the office all the time, those things are all going to change not only your consumption profile, but the the, the maximum amount that you're using. And it, 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 it changes perhaps maybe the optimized solution. So we keep looking at these types of things over time to make sure that, folks are maintaining being in in uh, that good fair overall deal so th- it's a, there's a continuous process associated with this as well
1: it's funny as you were talking about that i was thinking about uh the our energy our electricity source um would send out each month like a little um analysis and they would say like show you where you were you know based on your neighbors and then they use a little smiley face where you could quickly tell, like, are you doing a good job with your energy consumption or not? And I uh, hate to say it, but boy, when our when our boys were teens, uh, our energy usage was much greater and uh, we never got a smiley face. <laughs> and as they, they moved out, um, yeah, we get a lot of smiley faces now, which is great. Well,
0: it's, it's funny too, because benchmarking is so difficult. You know, even if you have two homes, let's just say that were built by the same builder in the same neighborhood that had the same floor plan, you know, the number of folks that you have in your house, maybe the appliances that you put in your house. Even simple as, are, are you frequently changing the air filters? It's a bigger deal here in Texas, we running our, our HPAC equipment so much, it's so electric driven. Um, you know, not changing your, your air filters, you know, makes those systems run suboptimally. So there's a lot of individual factors that go into it. But uh, yeah, there's there are, a lot of these providers have tried to, or a lot of the utilities have tried to gamify that, which I, I think is in some ways interesting. In other ways, uh, I think of, not quite so much
1: but really. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I think the comparisons, yes, like you said, not always super accurate. And, uh, but it was, it was, you know, we do still, uh, you know, kind of laugh at that, that, that we still get those smiley faces now. <laughs> It's funny because folks get excited about it. Yeah. So um, I was saying that you were kind of leading me into my next question, which is, uh, can you tell uh, the story of a specific impact that you've made that really fuels your passion? So I love hearing these stories because one, I think it's so important, uh, you know, as impact makers to keep them top of mind, because it can, again, fuel that passion that gives us tenacity. But also, I think it'll be really illustrative of the, you know, the difference that you can make. So When you step and think about the many people that you've helped over years, is there one that really comes top of mind?
0: And there's so many folks for me, it's a good feeling to assist people and just keeping more of what they're earning anyway. So that's just a, it's funny because electricity is this weird commodity, even in a competitive environment where it's, it's unlike anything else that we buy. Uh, because there's zero difference. Like the product that one provider is selling is exactly the same as the product another provider is. And like, there's no difference in electricity. It's the ultimate fungible commodity. Um, So literally you have a bunch of people that are selling the exact same product. And it's it's a good thing, and it's a, it's a rewarding thing, I think, to be able to demystify some of these things so people don't, um, they don't kind of get taken advantage. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I don't think that the providers are intending to take advantage of people. It's just they haven't really fully unlocked this stuff for themselves. So it's a huge hugely satisfying thing. To, to find that solution for some of those folks, but there's no question to me. The ones that I think about frequently are a lot of the elderly folks that are on fixed incomes. I mean, there's one gentleman that we was one of our say what our first customers going back to 2013 2014, and you know World War II veteran gentleman that was uh, really struggling. I think he had had you know one of his kids had passed away and there had been some expense associated with that. And I mean, this gentleman was just absolutely struggling to pay his electricity bills with the stuff that he had available to him and to be able to find a solution for him for someone that's kind of at that stage of his life um, was just unbelievably, it just makes you feel good. It's a, it's a fun thing. It's a, it's, it makes you go home with a sense of purpose. It helps you sleep well at night and that you're making a difference. Another lady I spoke to, um, as ridiculous as this sounds, she was, she was getting her, her electricity bills cut. So she was now saying, Oh, thank goodness. I I can start running my air conditioning a little bit in the summertime. And I think this lady was in her eighties and it's just that we don't think about it as much. And I think that, you know, in our hustle and bustle, but there are some people that absolutely, um, you know, have some, some, you know, unbelievable difficulties. They don't like to talk to other people about some of those things, but being able to make a difference for them is, it's its almost indescribable. Um, and, and there's so many of those different kinds of stories. It's just, it, it, it is a fuel that kind of, it, it makes it so much, such a rewarding thing to, to be here on a day in and day out basis. And, and I'm super thankful that I was able to do this at this point in my career.
1: Yeah. Well, that's gotta be uh yes a huge relief for people to find ways to save money on uh you know what they require. And wow, I can't imagine being in Texas and really hesitating to use the air conditioning in the summer. Right. Um I especially mean especially
0: in your 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so. is
1: not good. So right. um tell me what words of wisdom do you have for others who are working to make their impact in the world?
0: Well, uh, I mean, I think it's so difficult for in everyone. There's a there's a huge interest in in obviously trying to I really believe that people are so much more aware socially and you know passionate about some of those issues today. It it is kind of a challenge to figure out where's how do I fit? You know, how how can I, you know, do I go work for a nonprofit? Do I go start a new business? Do I go volunteer my time? You know, there's all those. Those, those different types of things. You know, for me, what, what I can say is, you know, for folks that are, you know, let's say you have a job today, you're in something that you're not quite sure, and, you know, you found something else or you've, you know, done research or you've read on to another opportunity or a problem more that you think you might have a better solution for, um, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit, I think is, is an amazing thing. And it's something that, you know, I, I very much would love to encourage wherever I can, because I think that that's, what's going to help solve a lot of the problems that we're, that, you know, we deal with as a, as a society, um, you know, finding smart people that come up with better solutions, or they figure out how to apply technologies in new places to bring um, you know better overall things to to other people is is something that that is so important in a dynamic uh society setting but i I think doing some research about some of these things uh finding a solution that's hard or solving a problem that's hard um is a good place to start and uh you know for folks that get worried about stepping off on their own what i would say is you know from my personal experience um You know, when I decided to go start our first business that I was involved with, I really kind of looked at it on a risk reward basis. You know, for me, it was um, I very well may fall flat on my face. Uh, There's 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 things that are outside my direct control that need to happen in order for this to be successful but the worst case scenario is that um, I try this for a year or six months or two years or whatever the case is and and if it doesn't work out then I have a skill set and I have uh, you know an ability to go back into my industry as uh, and find a job in this space and my worst case scenario is is pretty definable so um, you know I, I think I think it's hard to take a risk sometimes, but I think if folks can get themselves into a position to be able to do so selfishly for society as a whole, I think that that's where some of the most amazing uh, insights and breakthroughs really come through is, is, you know, folks finding um, some solutions and and having the passion to to drive some of those things forward for the benefit of the soul.
1: That's awesome. Well, you know, and that's one of the key reasons I started this podcast. I think that, uh, you know, not only do we each have individual strengths or gifts, whatever we want to call them, um, the things that come easily to us, which by the way, often we minimize because they come so easily to us. We think they don't have value, but also I believe that we all have a unique call to action, that difference that we want to make in the world. And I always say, you know, most of the time as I end this podcast, I say the world is waiting, um, get out there and make your bigger, bolder impact. And it can be scary. It likely will be scary. Uh, you know, our human brains don't like change particularly but I love that you shared about like, look at what's in your control and really get real about what are the chances? What's the worst case scenario? What are the chances of that worst case scenario happening? And what alternatives do you have? And like you said, you know, when you first launched that original business, well, if things don't work out. You could always just go back and get a job and it, it would be okay. All would be well. Uh, so I think often it's our swirling fear when we don't uh, get specific about it and really give it a name and then look at the reality of that, um, that can help us overcome and uh, help us move and bust through that fear so that it's not a stopping force.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, selfishly as an entrepreneur. Um, part of me says, uh, thank goodness not everybody's willing to take take the leap. If everyone were doing it, there'd be a lot less opportunity for everybody that does. But the other side to that is look, you know, as you said, it's so true, is that there is a unique insight or a unique skill set that has to do with folks accumulated experience that they can bring to bear, you know, solutions that that maybe difficult, if not impossible for others to do so. So living, living a a life today where I'm able to spend time, you know, in the evenings with my family and, you know, have a tremendous sense of, of satisfaction in in my day to day stuff. That's something that I really wish uh, for everybody. So hopefully you can encourage folks to, uh, to live their best life.
1: Absolutely. It's all about designing that your life and your work so that it works. So, uh, well, thank you, Justin, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And if you want to learn more about Justin and his work or connect with him, uh, all of his social media links will be available on the show notes from today's episode. You can find that by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to episode 251. And if you need some additional support, encouragement, strategies, tactics to make your bigger, bolder impact please go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. And uh, it begins with a two-week free trial. So there's no investment initially, but pr- I promise you, you're going to want to stay. But it's 24-7 access to so many digital resources around those key topics that are so important for you and making your impact, whether it's leadership, communication, healthy relationships. <laughs> you know, if we, if we want to harvest our own time, we need to be able to say yes and no appropriately to others. And so that's all about boundaries, but so um, personal success strategies and more. And on top of that, uh, every other week, we are having these amazing group strategy and coaching sessions where we uh, get to see one another and you can hop in to ask your individual questions to gain customized strategies for whatever uh, hurdle you're working to overcome at the time. So please, again, that's myimpactacademy.com forward slash Join for 24 7 immediate access to a wealth of videos, audios, and PDF downloads, and also those invaluable every other week times with some other amazing leaders and impact makers uh, along with me. So I hope to see you there uh, very soon. And again, go check out Jessen and all of his work by heading to the show notes for episode 251. Thanks again, Jessen. Thank you
0: so much.